Hello! This is Unmasked, a talkback show about masks and misfits. Uh, and if you're listening to this, you pay for the Patreon. So, rad. How you doing? Although, I, I do think I will release this episode for free as like a little teaser for people. Be like, hey, subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, I'm Eli. Um, we're going to talk about the first episode that we just recorded and you likely have just listened to. Um, I'm joined by Abby. Hi, um, I'm playing Hemocrit and Masks and Misfits. Yeah. Jason? I am the GM for Masks and Misfits. And Ashley? I'm Ashley, and I'm playing Sure Shot. Yeah, I already said your name, but that's fine. It's fine. Extra. Yeah, in case they forgot. Like you. Did you forget your name? Stop being mean to her. No. I shan't. I wasn't. We could just hire a fae to steal it. But anyway. No. Steal your name. I don't. Oh. Uh, so on, on this, I don't mind revealing that we did record three episodes before this one. Yeah. Uh, and I. Yeah, technical difficulties. Yeah, I did not uh, do that well. <laughs> It's okay. It's a learning it curve. This is like he, I think the big difference is, is instead of recording individually at our houses, we were recording all in a group, individually, and we just uh, did not connect it all right. Well, what it is is it was a first time setup, but there's also the thing where in that it kind of worked out because this is a new system for all of us, and I was still getting used to the fact that masks is a very narrative driven system versus a very mechanics driven system which was a new change for me gming so i made eli do enough roles that he failed enough to level up within like the first recording session which should not yeah i think i had leveled up the second episode we recorded um yeah that is it yeah masks is really different from anything i've ever played oh yeah like uh honestly i feel like it's a good thing that we're playing this because uh I feel like, at least with me, I'm still very, um, I'm still a little bad about that, like, working with the, working with the narrative versus, like, you know, mechanically, so I'm, this is good for me, this means I have, I have to work on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it'll be exciting. It's a lot of neat stuff, and, cause, like, we only ever roll two D6, and Jason never rolls anything. No. Uh. Dice Goblin powers defeated. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it is, I think, a really cool setup in that regard, and I like playbooks. Uh, oh yeah, like, it's nice that you can just, you play an archetype, and it's fairly simple, like, oh hey, you're playing, like, you know, Batman without money. Nice. Yeah, and it, it, I find it really cool because, you know, you can only ever have one playbook. Um, you know, two people can't both be playing the legacy, and part of that is because playing the Legacy, playing the uh, Janus, playing the Beacon is very specific in a lot of ways. It, you know, so it's it's designed... Uh, Magpie Games created this, and uh, they designed it. Like, the reason you can't have two Beacons is because otherwise you were having to split that spotlight mm -hmm. between two players. But now it's like, no, the spotlight is very specific for each of us. I like how the player aids are set up where they tell you pretty much everything you need to know on how to 
play the character and they give guidelines on how to act as the character. Which yeah, is and they also nice. have a uh, on the moves. If there might be some confusion, they uh, break that down too. Oh yeah, it's very nice because, uh, like, in that way, it's very hard to fuck up. Like, it's like um, instead of going like, "Oh, I wanna," like in D D, "Oh, I wanna kind of do this." Look at like cow. Yeah. Like, uh, no, it's like okay, I want to do this move, and it's like okay, cool, roll this. And but like, what would like doing this move be? Like, okay, yeah. roll mundane. And, and Ashley, you you've only ever played D and D, Savage Worlds, and Fate, and D and D is the only one that you have any like real experience with. Played, uh, Pathfinder once and absolutely fucking hated it. So I don't like games that have a ton of mechanics. Um, oh, yeah. This is similar to Fate in a way, only because Fate is so story-driven too. So I think it's like my second experience with a system that's story-driven. But you're right with, um, what you call it, um, D&D was my main. I really like... The fact that, unlike D&D, where it's possible for you to fail to open a door, technically. It's been done multiple times. Um, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you open the door. It, it's the thing that normal humans do. Yeah, there is a lot of, like, you know, I mentioned in the episode that Champion is invulnerable, uh, but something we haven't gotten to yet is that what that means is that oh, that guy has a handgun, it can't hurt me. Yeah. Like, that's just what the rules are. You know, there there are certain things where, like, oh, well, this just isn't a threat to my character specifically, but it is a threat to, say, Sure Shot. Oh, yeah. Well, for mm-hmm. sure. And the thing is, too, the way that this system handles health points, HP, whatever you want to call it, is... They're just emotional conditions. Like, for both the heroes and the villains, it's literally just how much emotional strain can you take before you just give up. Yeah. And that's pretty rad, honestly. Yeah, and that makes It's very of... different. Oh, yeah, and I like that because it's, like, a... it's more narrative. It's part of that narrative. There... I like that you have to fail to succeed because in real life that's what happens. Yeah. You have mm-hmm. to fall on your ass and learn sometimes before you can actually fly, so to speak. Yeah. Well, and honestly, that's um, like when I run D&D, that's why if you guys skip, like manage to avoid an encounter through being clever or even when you fail. You know, that's why I don't really use experience points. I use milestones as like, okay, well, you, you did fail, but you still hit this milestone. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, it is, D&D has a special place in my heart in that I am pretty much always down to play D&D. Mm-hmm. What's the yeah. theme? I'm down. Um, but there are a lot of, uh, games like this one that are better for this kind of thing. Um, there is... So there's there's a thing online I don't know if you guys are aware of. It's called Beggar Talk. Mm. 
it is the side of TikTok where uh, the reason it's called beggar talk is because people are begging people to try something other than D&D. It is very pretentious, and I find almost every single person I have ever seen involved in that side of TikTok to be incredibly insufferable, pompous assholes. (laughs) Because it's like, there's nothing wrong with D&D. Well, in the general sense, there's nothing wrong with D&D. Like, is there something wrong with wanting to play a Lovecraftian game using D&D? Yes. D&D yeah. is not designed for that. It won't yeah, you, do well. You, you can, can't play but it will not get the horror genre too. you're looking for. Yeah. And what Beggar Talk ignores is the uh, incredibly steep entry into other games. Yeah. Like, if oh, you yeah. only play on... Like, playing Masks entirely online would be a fucking nightmare. It's entirely yeah. possible. But it is so much easier for me to be able to reach over and point at Ashley's character sheet or her playbook than it would be if we were online. Yeah, it's hard when you're learning online because yeah, I remember like, uh... Uh, for I actually started to do better at playing D&D when like because I started playing shortly before the pandemic and we were recording. We live further apart, so we couldn't actually do like in-person recording um, and uh, me and EY were still hanging out and he came over a few times when we were recording for uh, his brother's podcast, um, Asundered World. Asundered World, yeah. yeah. And um, so when I was able to use the, uh, he brought the D&D players book and it actually helped me learn how to navigate playing even better just because I was doing it in person with someone and someone could help me navigate the uh a physical player's handbook whereas online it just was for me it was harder to navigate yeah um, roll 20 is what you most had experience with and roll 20 isn't really like as far as it as far as like not having to do math roll 20 is great but it's not ideal as like an entry-level thing i whenever i do home games i use a different software that you have to pay for and i had to pay for it again that's a long story but anyway it does a lot of things better so typically when i do something like Dungeons and dragons or savage worlds i typically use that but it's it is so much nicer to be in person Mm -hmm. because i can actually i talk a lot with my hands especially when i'm getting into a character Mm -hmm. so it's nice to be in person so that way you guys can see the acting, the full scope of the acting, and they can play off of that yeah. more than they could online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's also D&D Beyond just came out recently, and that is a free, right? Yeah, it's mostly mo- free. Mostly I mean, free. there's stuff It's that... been out for a while, but it's it's got... We've yeah. only... We as a group have only just started yes. using it. Yeah. yeah. You, with that, you have to pay for each of the books, but if you're the GM you can basically share your books with your players. Yeah, so like I've been buying a ton of stuff, but because we're all in the same games, I'm able to share yeah. what I have. Yeah. Um, and um, the D&D Beyond app is really useful. That's another thing. Like, I know this is, we're getting into Yeah, we're, you know, we're not even talking about, about the episode yeah, anymore. Yeah, we're not talking about the episode no, anymore. No, that's why I'm trying fine. to relate it to the topic. But, <laughs> but like, this isn't related, but about beggar talk. Uh. 
all of those people fail to realize how accessible D&D is right now. Like, yeah. you can buy it at freaking Walmart. You can buy a starter pack. You can... I bought mine at Barnes & Noble. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but I mean, it's at Walmart now is what I'm saying. Like, Bar- Barnes & Noble yeah, can... has a whole section geared towards role-playing games. But at Walmart, in the board game section, you can buy a starter pack for D&D. It comes yeah. with a mini. It comes with the dice. It comes with the player's handbook. and I It think... comes with blank character sheets yeah. and four... No, five pre-made five characters. Yeah. yeah, so I mean... And it's... a quick little, like, level one to level three. And they yeah. call it that, but yeah. Yeah, and if you go to the book section, they have the Dungeon Master's Guide, too, for, yep. like, 40 bucks. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. as expensive as it is anywhere as it else. But it's yeah. just... The thing is, is it's accessible... Like, it's so accessible that it's at Walmart, where... Ev- there's a Walmart everywhere, basically, at least in the United States. Yeah. So, um... there's also that there's a ton of free things online that you can use that make it easier and there's not the accessibility is not there for other games but that's because it's not been around for x amount of time and there's i mean obviously there's a lot of like resource stuff there too but there is this thing where it's like i don't even know how like once you understand like, if you already understand the Powered by the Apocalypse rules, which is what Masks uses, yes, then you can play online pretty easily. But if you're not familiar with it, it's really tricky. And I, I'm i excited to play this. Like I was, I was saying before, is that I, D&D has a very special place in my heart, and I am pretty much always down to play D&D. Um, so a new system that I'm not familiar with has to have a premise that I am super into for me to try it out because mm-hmm. it's a lot harder to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, <clears throat> there's a lot more to it. So like this, I fucking love superheroes. Yes. And I fucking love sidekicks. So this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who knows Eli in real life knows that those two things are a factual statement. I mean, just yeah. check his TikTok out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Fucking 20,000 views and people arguing with me. Yeah. Um, it's fun. I, It's you and I annoying in the most hilarious way possible. Yeah. But like, I wanted to get big, just not this way. Yeah. No, I wanted to because of like props and shit. Um, but, or um, we're going to be playing uh, Avatar. Yeah. Same. When I'm, that, when that comes which out. Which uses the same rules as We've this. Already... And it's like pre-ordered even if i had never heard of this game that's all like it's fucking avatar the last airbender i'm gonna i don't care what the system is yeah i've tried to do that in a couple different systems with fan-made stuff and it just you have to have something that's built to handle it and i think that i think this system can handle it yeah i I think the next closest system would be fate accelerated yeah because like fate accelerated you could very easily even without the superhero rules just do superhero shit like it's it's very easy to uh apply but what i like about this if i if i want to compare it to fate for a second what i like about masks is that there are a lot of guidelines to help me be this very improvised and creative and stuff like that because that is something about fate that exhausts the hell out of me yeah as a fate is very loose to the point where it's almost too loose at least with with this system 
there's enough of a you know a net that yeah. if uh, you start fumbling, you have a catch. Yeah, I I just I thought about that. I I find improv to a certain extent to be very exhausting. It, well, because yeah, it's a, fun, you're expending a lot of mental yeah. energy to do it. Yeah, which mm-hmm. makes uh, fate rough sometimes. Um, but that being said, uh, when it just one last thing about fate, I 100% get why that is a lot of people's favorite system to use for their games because mm-hmm. it can literally work for anything. Um, and like masks is 100%. This is the genre you're playing. Yeah, you are playing a superhero game. Here are the types of superheroes you can choose from. Let's go. That's yeah, how it, it works. And it's, it's a, you are playing in what would equate to being a mainstream superhero comic. Yeah. Uh, and that's cause like another thing, you know, like one of the GM moves you have is put civilians in danger. Yeah. And I remember reading through the book and they were like, Hey, you need to be very careful about using this. Like th- this should be, this is a hard move to take, you know, you should not be using this willy nilly because then it takes away from the importance. Of it's this supposed move. to be here is your super ultra dramatic moment go. But if you do that every time, it's just like, ah, civilians are in danger again. Let's go save them. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you, I, I'm so excited to get to play Superboy. <laughs> I love Superboy. So specifically, I love Connell or Connor Kent, um, which they, they are doing him so goddamn dirty in the comics by just refusing to let him be, Jonathan Kent's big brother. Uh, and I hate it. But I'm it's so fucking exciting <laughs> to be Superboy. Um, and uh, I'm excited to play Hemocrit again. I actually played a Hemocrit before, like an older version in the Savage World Systems in a home game. So I'm honestly, honestly, I'm kind of excited to play a teenage version of her because uh in this system because I feel like I can play a little more, you know, fast and loose and like I can make her be more like how I imagined her. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. You have anything for that one, Ashley? Not really. Um I just am excited to actually like I feel like I'm getting better at being able to um, play a game that's a little more narrative. I really struggled. Yeah. Uh, in Fate, when we were doing like a solo adventure, I really struggled with uh, improving and thinking outside the box. If you're not familiar with what we're saying with that, go and listen to the uh, variants show. Yeah. And I played Kinetic. Um, she was a speedster that derived her energy or her speed from kinetic energy it was pretty dope but i just struggled with thinking differently and i've watched a lot of superhero shows since then so i feel like i have all these extra ideas now from marvel and dc all these things i'm really excited to see what we get to do as a team um and see also because we've been like uh, was Young Justice 
Yeah. Okay, so Young Justice is awesome, and I'm really excited to have a like game that's kind of like that, where there's superheroes figuring their shit out as teenagers, and all the interpersonal drama that's going to unfold at some point. I just, I'm excited. Yeah, that's sort of the whole point of the system, is you're playing young superheroes that are coming into their own. There is an aspect of this that is like, Hey, do you want to play a dating simulator where you sometimes punch people? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think I can, about I can that. see that. There is a little bit of that in there. <laughs> I can um, see that. But I I don't think we'll be doing too much in that realm because I don't think any of us are super interested in the romantic lives of our characters. No, not really. Uh, um, I'm, I'm not. Like, I think the only thing I could see. Well, there there is an aspect for that. the beacon is that because you have a bunch of stuff to like check off yeah and a lot of a few of them are like make out with a make out uh, with a teammate with a make teammate. out with someone you're not supposed yeah, to make out with a teammate make out with somebody you're not supposed to uh kiss someone dangerous punch someone uh, uh your punch, punch out an adult hero yeah, or something like yeah, that yeah that's one of them and then another one was like smoke weed with a teammate yeah that was <laughs> that was get drunk or high with a yeah, teammate. yeah get drunk or high with a teammate another one's break up with a teammate like if you're dating break up with someone or uh, something like yeah, that yeah like there's all these different things you can do but i think for my character like i don't necessarily i think i think adding that in not anything super romantic but trying to date would be interesting only because it would be another facet to explore with the drama of the system and it wouldn't have to be another teammate it could be but it could be someone else I, I think it would be interesting but it wouldn't be for the i wouldn't want to do it for too long yeah <laughs> if that makes sense at all i, but I the think only interest i have on what i have uh for the things to tick off the only interest i have for champion when it comes to like romantic relationships is exploring that uh is exploring that part of the legacy like that balancing the responsibility he has to his legacy with you know the responsibility of when you're with somebody mm -hmm. mm, I didn't know um, about that. Mm -hmm. and you know obviously for the janus romantic relationships could be a big part of it but they don't really oh, yeah, have to like be it could be familial Snick or... and other best friend popularity close yeah. relative coach teacher i chose the best friend because here's the thing uh where's the thing <laughs> fuck you <laughs> anyways, uh anyways uh i just i don't yeah, particularly care know. about exploring romance it's just not something i personally am into like yeah it'd be fun to do it for like you know an episode or two but i don't want it to be like you know a significant a whole theme thing throughout. yeah if, if for the janus if yeah. you had picked significant other well that's something like every episode we're gonna have to yeah dig into that yeah, that's why I chose Best I'm, Friend instead. I'm really of, excited yeah. for us to have our first um, fight. Yeah, I'm really excited for, like, once the team gets together again, because that was, that was kind of a one-off thing, and you, and you kind of agree to be a team afterwards, but you still kind of do enough of your own thing. So it'll be really cool for you guys to get together and start figuring all of this stuff out on your own because I do have a plan. It's a very loose plan, but I do have a plan. Yeah. And then getting into that first fight and being able to monologue as the villain and have you guys, you know, play off of that. That's going to be so good. Can I, I do want to say uh, one thing. And then when I, uh, I, I want to say something that I really love about this system. And then I want to say what 
uh, my favorite moment from this last episode. Okay. And ask everybody yeah. else to share theirs. But what I really love about this system is that we had not previously discussed the superhero team, who the Grey Ghost was, <laughs> where my mom worked, any of that stuff. And it became canon because as a player, I said... Well, I have to have a name for this, so that's what this is. My mom has a job. She works here. And I love that so much of what is canon for that universe is created by us, the players. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, which, when I play D&D, &D, I try to make that a big part of things is that, like, hey, do you want to... Do you want there to be a specific religion? You know, or do you want your character to come from a specific culture? You know, that that kind of thing. But there is this nice cool thing in regards to how this system works uh for that and my favorite moment was uh ashley failing to do a cool stunt that was so awesome uh because i saw it in your eyes jason you had like a brief panic of i don't know what's soft in the city for you to land on hey <laughs> and <laughs> And all of us were just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I briefly flashed into my mind an image of me playing Assassin's Creed and went, yes, hay bales. All right, what era was this Assassin's Creed, though? Uh, well, I mean, all over Renaissance the place, Renaissance really. Italy. There we go. Uh, or older, potentially. older. Yeah, um, I love it. But, yeah, and, and but then changing it. To be like, no, you fell into an Italian restaurant's dumpster. And it's just, that's so, having work next to two Italian restaurants, and when I was a hairstylist and taking the trash out to those dumpsters, they are disgusting. Yeah. That fits so <sighs> and, uh, much better. The rest of us are just, like, talking about costume things, because, like, I think that's an important thing to figure out, like, how are costumes, like, champions is, like, magical, magical Magic comic bullshit. book shit. Ashley, like, Ashley made her own costume. Yeah. Like, she s sewed that stuff. Her character, like, you know, planned it out, sewed that stuff. Meanwhile, Hemocrit's like, eh, I have this a jacket, cool. I have boots, and I have a scarf. Yes. Like, literally. No pants. We're Winnie the Poohing this shit. No, literally, she got, she gets a lot of her, she got all her superhero stuff from the thrift store. And yeah, she can sew, but she mainly just does it to sew her pants back up when she gets a rip in them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just you know, what, what was what was uh, Ashley? What was your favorite? Yeah. Oh, that part where I failed was so great. Honestly, it was so funny. Um, and also, honestly, coming up with Gray Skull. I'm sorry, that was the <laughs> only thing that for for some reason the only thing that could come into my head was for the honor of Gray Skull. And I'm like, why is this? Now I'm happy because these neo Nazi fucks are going to be like. You know, basically saying for the honor of Grace. Well, I mean, different the moments, Proud Boys. Know do you know it. how you join the Proud Boys? No. They, you have to take your shirt off and spend ten seconds uh, or a minute naming cereal brands uh, while you are lightly punched. Why are they so stupid? There's a lot to dive in there. Anyway, that we, we, that's got, not for we the... don't we don't have enough time anyway, on this little like, talk. Let's back not there let's not do anyways, turn this podcast. Into so that. that was uh, that part was really great. Also failing, um, we're probably 
honestly, those are my two favorites. Just thinking about the uh, <laughs> how these dumb idiots are going to be implementing that into their also group. Um, sorry to interrupt you, Ashley. Um, I also liked uh, I liked doing the improv with uh, Hemocrits um, with Ellie Travis's dad. Like, I feel like that's gonna be important. That's gonna be important later. Like, oh uh, yeah, hell yeah. That was my favorite part. Was yeah. being like. Yes, I've got you hooked into the role play now. Let's go. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. I'm so excited for that, Jason. I'm excited. I did realize with my interaction with that one guy from Grayskull, like, I did that as myself a little bit, where I'd be like, what the fuck is your problem? But you were and in... I, there, and there is, and I think, I, a level of confidence. And I was like, wait a second. A teenager wouldn't necessarily do that to an adult. So... Like, that's where I was like, oh, no. But I'm like, okay, that's one that's one fuck up. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think there is, like, a level of confidence that comes with anonymity mm. uh, that, that might have helped with that. Oh, that's true. I hadn't thought about that. Um, um, where she wouldn't yeah, do that as uh, herself, but as um, dressed as sure shot, she may feel more confident in being able to say shit like that. Yeah, and uh, I think that's a thing we're all going to have to kind of work on. Because here's the thing. We're all adults. We've conquered and these that's battles. The so now we're having to regress. <laughs> yeah, it is very... I remember on the Lost episodes, it was very hard for me to remember. Like, for... A, uh, as a teenager, I am nothing like Champion. For... <laughs> I was nothing like Champion when I was a teenager. Uh, so that's hard enough. But also, like, having to remember, oh, that's right, I'm supposed to not have the emotional maturity that I have now. For some reason, in the Lost episodes, it was super easy for me to just play the character as who I was as a teenager, because toxic positivity took me a long time to get out of, and uh, uh, don't make that face. No, I was making a face. I don't think it picked up on the mics, but you're neighbor like fell down the stairs <laughs> no they always make the i don't know what they're doing there's kids in that apartment and they make sounds like it sounds like they're falling down the stairs and all kinds of stuff but really they're just, it might like, have done what i did as a kid which is put your i was about to say put your uh you sit cross-legged inside of a pillowcase with with a pillow and then you ride down the stairs oh yeah i, I did that, that in laundry kid. baskets <laughs> Yeah. Uh, my grandma yelled at me for doing that one time in her stairs because I uh, slammed into the closet door <laughs> at the bottom of her stairs and got a big old bruise on my forehead. He's like, oh, I mean, uh, sure, we yeah. were told not to do my it. My brother was always the one who ended up getting hurt in those situations because he would take it one step further than he should. Good. And then, uh, That's so me. Don't say that. I'll say what I want. So, no. Uh, <laughs> you know, we are recording in person for, which for this podcast is a first. Yeah. Um, it's so exciting. And I forgot how amazing it is to be able to, like, have a little bit of an aside. Oh, yeah. Like, A, I'm I'm positioned to be able to look Jason right in the face. Yeah. So there's a lot of fun expressions there. But also, I can just sort of lean away from the mic and say something that only Ashley can hear. Yes. Yeah, I can't hear anything when you it do that. Amazing. Mm -hmm. That is so uh, amazing. I love it. And I, I have no then, facial uh, control, can, so this is just going to happen. I'm positioned so Eli can just look over at me and start making faces. I'm like, you bitch. Yeah, that's another fun thing. Like, I I love fucking with people. 
Yeah, so you can uh, look really at me and just start making online. faces while I talk, and I and I can't do anything. So flip them off. <laughs> it's it's so much easier for me because I have a problem online, not only just with the delay, but also just in general of knowing when someone has stopped talking yes. to know when to start talking. Yeah, I mean, like we're we're good about for the most part not talking over each other anyway. So yeah, that's but fine. like numerous times I'll start saying something and then realize someone hasn't finished saying something mm-hmm. and then I'll just stop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's that's all we got for this. Yeah, this was this, talk this was episode. sort of a a postcast for the uh, sort of introductory episode. So yeah, we'll uh, see you next time after the next episode. Bye. 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 Bye.